When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I am a licensed clinical mental health therapist and also a licensed clinical addictions specialist. But I have also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing, but when we finally awaken from the trance that is so easy to fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I want to help people get there by healing from the dependency, the codependency, the trauma bonding, and the abuse. The healing process brings us through those long-standing false perceptions that held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Hi, welcome back. This episode focuses on fear of rejection, which also includes fear of abandonment because of the way that it impacts relationships. Our ability to connect with others greatly depends on feeling safe and having the ability to trust. We need to feel safe first and foremost in order to open up to anyone. When we subconsciously fear that we might be hurt, we tend to protect our hearts, our protective brain steps in, and that's what runs the show. So it does things like inhibits our ability to truly express ourselves, to be our truest self and our most authentic self with anyone else. And this can cause us to appear inauthentic. It it looks fake. So think about it. When you're around somebody who doesn't seem genuine, you don't really feel close to them. There's no way to truly connect with someone if there's a wall up or if they're putting up a facade. So how do we overcome the fear of rejection? Many people want to know how to get past this fear. And and the first step is the fear of rejection is based in a deep-seated need to be accepted or liked. So it can be based in emotions of shame or, or anxiety, but trying to please everyone is exhausting. So when we seek validation externally, we're really setting ourselves up for constant disappointment and also an overwhelming sense of rejection. And that's because people are usually wrapped up in their own stuff and they're not always able to provide the validation that you think you need. But you're not alone in this. So many people feel this way and it's usually tied to some inner dialogue that was learned early on or it might have been conditioned while in a very toxic and manipulative relationship. It's like there's this underlying feeling or notion going on that is telling you that you're not good enough or that they're not going to like you or something like that. 
we call these false cognitions because they're not true, they're inaccurate. And in EMDR therapy, when we identify these false cognitions, we can usually work through them and reassign them. We can reassign these feelings, healthier and more accurate beliefs. So what does this look like? What are the signs of fear of rejection? Because if we're not even aware that the fear of rejection is running the show, or that these false cognitions are running the show, then we have no way of managing it to overcome its control over us. Our goal is to regain control over the fear, regain control over these false cognitions. We want to reprogram that. So there's some signs that tend to show up consistently with the fear of rejection. And these are things such as being triggered by criticism. And that's not the same as feeling insulted when somebody belittles you or inaccurately criticizes you or offers criticism without your consent. Um, it's literally when there's constructive criticism, but yet you're feeling triggered into like a defense mode. Another sign is taking on too much self-blame or taking on too much responsibility when something or really when anything goes wrong. This also applies to taking on the responsibility of other people's emotions. Like if somebody is upset about something um, and then you were to feel bad about that or responsible for that, um, that is a sign of a reject fear of rejection because you're worried somewhere deep inside that their negative feelings will cause them to reject you. Another sign is fear of closeness. People who have a fear of rejection fear getting close to others because that fear is kind of underlying it and it takes over and constantly sends out signals that something bad's going to happen. You're going to get hurt. They're going to leave you. So in order to avoid that, it's kind of guiding you to stay away or not get close, not form close relationships. Another sign is anxiety about being alone. It's kind of the opposite, but not really. But there's a certain amount of anxiety about being alone, which shows up with fear of rejection because it's still underlying telling you that you're alone because you're rejected, which isn't true. Another one is having trust issues. That fear is sending off signals, um, alerting you subconsciously not to trust anyone. Another sign is a tendency to pull away or isolate when you feel criticized. This kind of goes back to being triggered by criticism. And this is kind of the next level of that which is the tendency to pull away from people who you feel might have criticized you. Another sign is placing others' needs before your own. And this kind of goes back to taking on too much responsibility in a way because you're putting somebody else's needs, whether it's their emotional needs, their financial needs, their time, anything, putting that before your own. Another one is using a form of distraction or escape such as comfort foods or substances or any activities in extreme ways in order to cope with negative emotions. 
And if you find yourself doing this, and you don't even know why you're doing this, take a deeper look. It could be that there's negative emotions related to a false cognition, which could be related to fear of rejection. Another sign is look for patterns in relationships that are not supportive to your emotional well-being. Look around in, among all your relationships. Do you feel supported? Are they supporting your emotional needs? Or are you supporting their emotional well-being? And another one's the tendency to attach too quickly in a relationship which sets you up for narcissistic abuse because that's exactly what narcissists want. They want to come in and quickly swoop you off your feet and form that attachment, form that trauma bond. So with that fear of rejection, you're a prime candidate for that. You might fall into that because attaching might give you a greater sense of security in a relationship when there's a fear of rejection involved. Without that fear of rejection, you might step back and take your time and um, look at it a little bit closer and decide for yourself that this is not a fail safe. It doesn't apply because anybody can get tricked into a narcissistic relationship. But if there's a pattern of tending to become attached too quickly in a relationship, that could be an indicator that might need to be examined a little bit closer. It's certainly a marker for fear of abandonment or fear of rejection. So where does it come from? Where does this fear come from? Understanding where it comes from is important in resolving it. If you were surrounded by caregivers or partners or in relationships that were emotionally unavailable for any reason, Sometimes the wrong messages are adapted and these messages are felt strongly in the body, but not usually identified in our thoughts. Although sometimes they are, but these messages are usually along the lines of like what we were saying before, I'm not good enough. I'm not important. I'll never amount to anything. I have no value. Nobody cares about me. I'm annoying. I'm too much. I'm too little. Something that tells you something negative about yourself. They can hold powerful emotions, but we might not always know it. All we sense maybe is a feeling of not fitting in or of not being enough of something or being too much or irritating or something. And when the people that we love and depend on send us these messages, either verbally through words or non-verbally through actions, our brain develops the networks of information to help us navigate this world. And we tend to adapt them and believe them. These messages can develop into deeply held false beliefs or false cognitions. Remember, our brain is constantly working to assess our environment and it maps it out for us so it doesn't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. So it, it takes these rewards and consequences and it helps us identify what's safe and what's not safe. And so that's why if you've been in a relationship for a long time that isn't very safe emotionally, 
your brain, without you thinking, your brain has mapped that out for you. And it makes you believe these false cognitions because it feels like you're safer that way. It feels like you're safer if you believe that you're not good enough because if you don't, it's already experienced somebody else's ego getting hurt and then harsh or more severe negative consequences will incur. So how does the fear of rejection affect relationships? Like a healthy relationship or other relationships? It affects it because it can cause you to act in unnatural ways. As discussed before, people pleasing, you become overly compliant, you become overly agreeable. We do what's called fawning, where we're trying to be what you think your partner wants you to be instead of being your authentic self. This doesn't affect that relationship as much as it affects you, but ultimately it does because it's hard to, it's hard to maintain that. You tend to overcompensate for your false beliefs that you're not good enough. And it's exhausting because it's driving you to do more and more and more. It's just draining. And then ultimately that causes resentment. And of course, resentment definitely affects relationships because when you start to become resentful, the relationship isn't gonna be very good. It also causes you to be overly trusting sometimes or overly not trusting. So you could be overly trusting or you could be hypervigilant, constantly searching and assessing the relationship or your partner for flaws, making sure they're not unfaithful, looking for infidelity. This causes jealousy and clingingness, which is never good for a relationship. Also, it can cause the feeling of being used or being taken advantage of, causing the concern for that and the constant worry about that. And when you're fearful about being taken advantage of, you're gonna do things that indicate that and that's gonna cause the other person in the relationship to start to distrust you. There's also this extensive fear of getting hurt or of others disappearing and that's going to put stress and strain on the relationship there's suspicions of lies of dishonesty there's just all kinds of suspicions fear of rejection causes us to look for signs in our partners that they're losing interest in us which might not be true but think about the effects that that might have you, if they're away for too long, or if they're not responding fast enough, or going back to that being triggered by criticism, if they offer suggestions, or um, it also causes you to compare yourself to others. And think about that. Being around somebody that does that is draining. So if you have the fear of rejection and that's causing you to do that, it might be driving your partner away. So it kind of works against itself. It's like a vicious cycle or like a catch 22. It causes you to do things that you don't want to do. You might be spending more money that you, that you don't want to spend or that you don't even have. You might be engaging in things you don't want to engage in sexually or, or even socially. It could cause you to isolate yourself from family and friends. 
in the interest of pleasing your partner or it might cause you to quit things that you love like your job or your passion or your hobbies it definitely causes emotional self-defense or becoming overly defensive emotional defense can also include things like ending a relationship too soon because that's another defense being the first one to end the relationship out of fear of being rejected or getting hurt or the opposite it could cause you to overstay in a bad relationship or stay too long in a bad relationship because that fear of rejection is telling you that if that relationship ends it's your fault your problem you did something wrong again it's it's going back to those underlying false cognitions. So even in an abusive relationship or one that should have ended a long time ago might still continue. So how do you overcome the fear of rejection? The first thing is to recognize that the fear even exists. That's the first step in anything, bringing it into your awareness. The brain's natural tendency is to deny the fear. Remember, the brain is trying to protect you. So it could be buried under anger or avoidance or denial. But go back to those signs and look for that. Those are going to be your clues. And learn about different attachment styles. There's secure attachment. There's avoidant attachment. There's anxious attachment and there's disorganized attachment. And we'll get into that later in another podcast. Secure attachment is the healthiest. That's where you want to be. You don't want to be overly anxious or overly avoidant. The other thing is to do some self-discovery. Journal out your feelings and your events. Keep a notebook of it. Put the dates and the times and maybe even the triggering events in there. Do body scans, meaning check your body from head to toe for signs of tension or any discomfort that might come up because your body is really wise and it holds all this information. If you're carrying tension in your shoulders or if you're carrying especially tension in your throat um, that because you're afraid to say something or fear comes up, your body's going to notice that. It helps to join groups, join support groups and other people that are going through the same thing to sort of normalize these feelings for you because you're not the only one. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It means that there's some programming there that just needs to be reprogrammed. Getting into therapy is a good idea and especially doing therapy that gets to the core emotional markers that send off these alarm signals therapies like EMDR or expressive arts or brain spotting. It's not going to be talk therapy. It's not going to be CBT because that's not where the fear lives because that won't access those emotions. Something that's very important in all healing is self-compassion, forgiveness for the self, forgiveness for even having these fears and working through some of the false cognitions like I'm not good enough and bringing self-compassion into that is very helpful and the way you do that is think of others that you love think of even animals think of bring up something that you love something that makes you smile and notice how that makes you feel 
How does that feel? Bring that feeling back to yourself. Bring that back to your heart because you deserve that too. Cultivating a sense of self-reliance is extremely important in overcoming the fear of rejection because manipulative people foster a sense of dependency. That's what they want from you more than anything. So the more independent you become, the less they're going to be able to get you to be dependent on them, the less they're going to be able to manipulate you. So pay attention to your needs, your needs, your likes, your wants, your whims. Pay attention to what brings you joy. Recognize your autonomy. It's not going to be the same as everyone else's and sometimes not the same as anyone else's. But recognize that and practice making decisions, even small decisions, based on your independent likes and dislikes and needs. And definitely practice positive self-talk. When you start noticing these cognitions coming up, catch them and notice it. Bring it into your awareness. And if you can, try to convert that into positive self-talk. Something that's very important but also very difficult to do is practice saying no and setting limits. It's going to feel very uncomfortable at first, but the more you practice, the better you're going to be at it. And remember, all of this is a process. Having a fear of rejection doesn't mean that you are any less of a person. In fact, it's quite the opposite, really. It means that you have the ability to self-reflect. Because psychopaths and narcissists and people without empathy don't have the ability to self-reflect. That's what the difference is. Therefore, they have no remorse and they have no anxiety about what they do to others. They don't reflect on what they might have done to be rejected. So instead, they push all the blame outside of themselves and on to others. And they usually go through relationships without ever fully connecting. They never form true, deep, meaningful friendships or relationships. So if you have the ability to recognize that you have a fear of rejection, that means you have the ability to introspect and self-correct, which means you have the ability to be authentic. You tend to accept others for who they are genuinely, not artificially. Turn that back onto yourself. It is your most authentic self that makes you approachable and attractive. If you find yourself worrying that somebody might not accept you for who you are at your truest self, they're probably either not being their truest self or they might have insecurities that they are guarding. Or it could be that their energy is just not a match for yours. And in that case, don't waste your time with them and move along. Find your kindred spirits because you will. The other good thing about rejection is it teaches us to turn within. After a while of feeling rejected, you learn to count on yourself rather than others. You learn to count on your higher self. And whatever your faith and whatever your spiritual beliefs, you eventually turn towards that. You realize that this is where the strongest support, comfort, and love actually is. Being accepted by others becomes less important as you gain a sense of independence or a dependence on your higher self, on your 
truest self. It won't matter as much what other people think of you. And people will start to sense your energy shift. And they're going to notice that the source of your energy and light has nothing to do with them, but rather it radiates from you. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It is important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve. And remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or if you want to contact me, please visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com.